Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Tuesday, April 25th. It is five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Not only can you listen, you can watch too. All you have to do is type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. So President Biden was ripped on yesterday. He made this statement suggesting that children of parents across the nation belong to the whole country to raise rather than just their own families. And we talked with Micah last hour he's on the hamilton county library board about the the push that the library board is having to ensure that adult content is not little kids are not subjected to adult content and the aneurysm that the left is having over they're not trying to get rid of the books it's not book burning it's not book banning it's just saying look this is adult content there's reason that movies have ratings, mm-hmm. right? There's a reason television shows have ratings. If you go to a rated R movie, they're supposed to. They probably don't most of the time, but they're supposed to. If you have someone who looks like they're under the age of 18, you, you know, what is it, accompanied by an adult, what, you know, whatever the rules are now, there's a reason they have that. Because there's certain content we as a society say little kids should not be exposed to. Yet the left has made it very clear, and we have talked about this for a long time on this show, that they believe that they own your kids. Mm-hmm. They're not your kids. They're our kids. Hillary Clinton did it years ago in it the book. It takes a village. takes a village. Yeah. And on that tape where all those superintendents were captured on video saying, we do the CRT and we do the SCL and we do the DEI and we hide it from parents because we don't want them knowing because then they'll parent they'll do the job parents do and not make sure their kids are not exposed to stuff we can't have that because there are kids this is the left's playbook they believe your kids belong to them because they have a vested interest in in indoctrinating them so they grow up thinking a certain way and it takes decades to undo the mush that gets put into their minds yeah we do not co-parent with with the government. I love you. I love G. I can't wait to meet the baby when she arrives. But guess what? That is your child. That is not my child. And that is not the government's child. That baby will be for you and your wife to raise and no one else. Yeah, and boy, that kid. Talk about having no chance in life. <laughs> <laughs> so here is Biden uh, talking about just that, that they he believes that uh, your kids belong to them. Rebecca put a teacher's creed into words when she said, there's no such thing as someone else's child. No such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. That should scare the hell out of everyone. I'm sorry, but I am not claiming Hunter. (laughs) That is completely on him. And by the way, this is coming from the man who doesn't even acknowledge his own grandchild. What What about Navy Biden? Great point i mean if it's if it's you know all of our it's everybody's child he's not even acknowledging his own but this is about they believe you are too stupid to parent your own kid and they have a they being the left have a vested interest in dominating the information that your child receives so that they will grow up thinking and acting 
in a specific way. And the crux of all of it is that they will be reliable Democrat voters Mm. who will vote over and over and over and over again to grow the government and government's control and involvement in your life. Yeah, they're trying to raise voters. That's what it is. It is nine minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the House uh, Republicans may get their debt limit spending bill across the finish line, maybe even by the end of this week. They're supposed to vote on it pretty soon here. So this is the bill that does absolutely nothing to solve the nation's uh, fiscal crisis, which is nearing $32 trillion of national debt, which is the primary driver of inflation, which is the primary driver of the crippling of the U.S. economy. It is affecting almost everything we do. And you know, Casey, you know, you know, you know, what is my least favorite part of every single show? Oh, you don't like being right all the time. Yeah, you know. you know. I woke up in a cold sweat last night at the thoughts of having to come in here and talk about this topic because I'm going to have to tell everybody once again how I told you what a highly fraudulent individual Kevin McCarthy was and any person stupid enough to vote for him over and over and over and over again and be a cheerleader for him is... You should have serious questions on. I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going to say people who are running for U.S. Senate. I'm not going to. Oh, I. Well, I'm going to have to, I guess, because I owe it to the audience. You know, who was the guy? What was the guy's name? I'm having a senior moment here, Casey. The guy's name. He's running for Senate. He voted for Kevin McCarthy 15 times, and he told us how how great Kevin McCarthy was and what a fighter he was going to be. What what was that? Jim Banks. Jim Banks. That's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So you remember when Jim Banks came on this radio station and many others and told us how uh, people like Rob are wrong, that Kevin's going to be a fighter, and he's going to get down to the – he's going to stand up to no that's nothing they're not doing any of that they are doing the bare minimum they're doing exactly what we told you they were going to do they're doing meaningless cuts that don't solve any of the issues so they can come back and go well we cut x amount of billions from the budget it doesn't solve the issue because you're still running a a deficit of hundreds of billions of dollars which is adding over time trillions more to our national debt. Mm -hmm. McCarthy says that he wants to return the federal government to 22 levels. But here's the interesting thing. You just sat here and said how... Uh, McCarthy, you know, is is not going to do anything with Social Security, right? And in Biden's campaign video, the three-minute-long, highly edited video <laughs> that he released this morning at 6 a.m. while he was still sleeping, he says in that video that Republicans are going to cut Social Security, what you've been working for your entire life. They want to take that away from you. So which is it? Because now Biden is running on saying how Republicans are going to cut Social Security, and then McCarthy's over here saying... No, we're not touching Social Security. They're both full of it. Well, right. The Republicans are dishonest. They're, well, they're both dishonest brokers. But I expect that from the Democrats. I ex- Well, I expect it now from the Republicans, too. But the Republicans espouse to be the party of fiscal conservatism and limited government. I don't expect that from the Democrats. I know what they are. But the Republicans are so intellectually dishonest with the American people for them to act like that if we just do nothing, Social Security and Medicare will be just fine. It is so appalling. And this happens every single time 
somebody proposes let's have an adult honest conversation about this that they backpedal out of it as fast as they got into it well because the democrats might be mean to us about it uh, if we are incapable of even having a conversation about math which that's what we're talking about we're having a conversation about math which is the dollars coming in versus the dollars coming out if we can't even do that then we're already toast as a nation anyway and here's kevin mccarthy who jim banks told us was this awesome fighter honest tough guy we're not even to the debt ceiling negotiation mm. because biden won't have it and he's already said the number one thing you have in your in your bucket is entitlement reform nah we're not doing that. No, McCarthy said the plan is to cut $4.5 trillion in spending, including part of that Inflation Reduction Act. But Karine Jean-Pierre, she says, nope, no negotiations over debt limit. Is now the time for the president to actually speak to the speaker and begin substantive negotiations? Um, so here's the thing. Um, Zeke, <laughs> um, look, we've been very clear. We're not going to negotiate over uh, over avoiding default. We've been very clear about that. Uh, we uh, the, the administration is going to have a conversation with leaders over the budget, over the spending cuts. We've been very clear about that, uh, and uh, we've been we have said that from the beginning, from the beginning of this process. That look, we'll, we'll have that conversation. But when it comes to default, uh, when it comes to their constitutional duty. That is something that they can do today. They can actually deal with something that would be uh, devastating if they didn't take action. Right? So she's right. There's no reason for Biden to negotiate because Kevin McCarthy is the guy who goes to the car lot and pays sticker price. <laughs> he spends hours there talking himself into circles and pays sticker price and then gets the meaningless, terrible warranty on top of it. They know who McCarthy is. They've known who he was from the beginning. That's, that, that's what Kevin McCarthy wants to do. He made all these promises and pledges to these conservative liberty Republicans because he needed to be speaker, because that's what he's the sort of person that defines his entire life. He doesn't want to do that. And Biden's people, Biden doesn't know where he's at, so he doesn't know. But Biden's people know who McCarthy is, how weak he is, and what the Republicans always do. They're not going to negotiate. You'll get nothing or next to nothing and the republicans will sign on the dotted line yeah well mccarthy is saying why won't the president sit down to negotiate a responsible debt limit increase what is he afraid of he's not afraid he doesn't have to come to the table because he knows that mccarthy's gonna roll over all right casey when we come back mm -hmm. we've got to talk and news flash the lights will be lighting up across central indiana sirens blaring everywhere I witnessed some good, accountable government last night, <laughs> and no. I would like to talk about it. Okay, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. E. 20 minutes after 10, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the big news yesterday, a lot of media news. Well, one, Tucker Carlson was let go from Fox News. Don Lemon was let go from CNN. And there was also a shakeup in the management high level vice president side of things, I believe, at NBC. You have been upper management before. True. I have always been the lowest of the lows, but you have ascended to upper management 
Have you ever been part of an ouster in upper management, like around you? Were people getting canned left and right as you were holding on for your job with like like a grim death? <laughs> I don't know if I would say holding on to my job like grim death, but yes, I've been around this. Situation. That's a pretty unnerving thing, though. If you're a part of a corporation mm-hmm. and you see upper people. Mm-hmm around you getting the boot yes yes it makes you nervous like what's going to happen next it it puts you on edge too because people's first instinct is to think of themselves right how does this affect me sure what's going to happen to me yeah am i on the bubble and my first instinct is to think of you. So it's nice, it's nice to know you're super selfish. But I, on the other hand. <laughs> you think of other people. Well, Brian Kilmeade filled in last night for uh, Tucker Carlson. But the studio audience at The View, they broke out in applause when the news was announced. Uh, then the co-hosts, they did a wave. And then they led the crowd in a singing of goodbye. Like anyone is turning into that show for breaking news. Welcome back. Word has just come down that Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. Thank you for your service to the network and host of the prior contributor. Wave. We'll talk more about it tomorrow because, but we wanted to make sure that we let you know what was going well, on. Well, can I, can I ask the audience if they'll help me do something? <laughs> Come on, folks. Na, 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 na. Hey, 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 goodbye. Na, 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 like they won. Like they had anything to do with it. Isn't it's there? Like they're celebrating. Well, isn't there something super pathetic if your life centers around some guy not being on a specific cable news station like i get an election right you know because those people have actual power over society you know you win an election or some guy you don't like or woman you don't like loses an election i got it but we're talking about a cable news broadcaster and we say this about our show all the time I never understand the hate we get, especially from the political people, because we have no power over anyone. Can't raise, same thing with Tucker Carlson, can't raise or lower anyone's taxes, can't make you wear a mask, can't make you get a shot, no control over what you can do with your property. And yet this euphoric celebration over, like like, they act like Tucker Carlson is going to be in a soup line somewhere. (laughs) You know what Tucker Carlson did after his last day at Fox? Went home and slept on his pile of money. He's like the guy in the Breaking Bad meme. Like He's going to go somewhere else and be just as influential. Possibly more so. Exactly. Yeah. And these people are so pathetic that that is what gives them joy and pleasure Mm -hmm. that some guy who is uber wealthy and will still continue to be uber influential just isn't at Fox News anymore. Well, you had mentioned he doesn't have power over society. No, but he does contribute to a lot of thought process, which is power, just in a different way. He can't enact authority over someone, but he can definitely plant ideas, which is scary 
to the left. Well, and that's what they're angry about. Yeah. The left hates the free flow of information. It's exactly why they lost their minds over Twitter going to Elon Musk. Because Elon Musk is now allowing, he's not taking sides, he's allowing the free flow of information to occur. And you heard it with AOC the other day. They want to eliminate, they want the government. Mm -hmm. They don't want, Fox News made a business decision. You can agree with it, disagree with it, but Fox News is the company who employs Tucker Carlson. They had the right to say, we don't want you to work here anymore in a business decision. AOC wants the government to intervene and they want to take Tucker off and they want to take Hannity off and they want to take me off and they want to take you off. Any person who dares to challenge their bizarro warped way of thinking mm -hmm. They want you eliminated. I know your wife is a big fan of Matt Walsh. Yes. And he just said yesterday that YouTube is giving him pushback on his content. So rather than play by their rules, he said, fine, we're out. We're just going to go live on Twitter from now on. Yeah, the Matt Walsh stuff is super scary. I mean, if you and we don't have time to go into it right now, but the stuff that he's been going in, involving, you know, his his safety being threatened. I mean, being approached at a, you know threatened at events. I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff. But that dude, you know, that dude is what we need more of. And I don't necessarily think Matt Walsh is all that great of a broadcaster. I hope my wife is not listening. Um, and I don't even think he's all that entertaining. Also, hope she's not listening right now. But I love his resolve to stand up for what he believes in, and uh, the dude will not back down. So in case you were wondering if Tucker knew he was being let go, he sure didn't sound like it on Friday. He said, we'll be back on Monday. But here's the clip if you want to dissect it. That's it for us for the week. We'll be back. By the way, the entire episode of Let Them Eat Bugs, not quite as good as pizza, streaming now on Fox Nation. Use the promo code ORIGINALS for 30 days free. And we'll be back on Monday. In the meantime, have the best weekend with the ones that you love, and we'll see you then. Or, or maybe not. But that's the way of it. When somebody's being let go in the broadcast industry, they're not given the opportunity to say goodbye or a final thought. We always know how you went out in this building based on the email that corresponds with your departure. And you're <laughs> laughing because you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. When someone leaves by choice, there is this glowing email that goes about about, about all their accomplishments. Recommendations. All we wish the them things success that they've done. in the future endeavors. And when it goes by force, it's always, we Hard yeah, yes, we wish them the best in their, their yeah. future. Okay, so <laughs> some government uh, people that Rob actually likes, we're going to get to that. But coming up next, we've got voicemails. Well, well yes. I'd like to do both in the next segment, if that's Sounds okay, good. because we've got a jam-packed 11 o'clock hour. And so I would like to, if when we come back, I have witnessed with my own two eyes, Casey, mm -hmm. it did indeed happen last night. Government action that was of the people and for the people ahead of another government entity. I about fainted in the back row, and I want to talk about it next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. It is 1033 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC 317-684-8444. That is our phone number. We've got some phone calls from you. We love your input, so let's get to them. Yes, and in just a moment, we will get to, uh, I witnessed it with my own two eyes last night, Casey, a very rare but 
to be celebrated act of government accountability on behalf of the people. And you know our rule here, Casey. We would love nothing more than government to be praised all day, every day when they do the right thing. And we go out of our way when they do the right thing to make sure the public knows who these great public servants are. And so we're going to get to that in just a moment. But first, the big Plainfield School Board meeting was last night. Yeah. You may remember the Plainfield Assistant Superintendent, I think she was. Who likes to fly under the radar and things are taken out of context all the time with her. Yes, part of that video, uh, she was on tape talking about the white privilege walk, I believe, of some sort. Um, And then the Plainfield response was, doesn't matter what you saw. You didn't see what you thought you saw. And then people said, but I saw what I saw. No, we don't do that here. But I saw, no, we don't do that here. So there was a school board meeting last night, and we've had people keeping us uh, abreast of that. Aloha, guys. Good morning. I just uh, update you on the Plainfield meeting last night. I'd say approximately 150 people showed up. It was a pretty good turnout. Uh, over 50% of the people had comments and concerns that were voiced. Uh, the meeting ran approximately three and a half hours, and this assistant superintendent refuses to step down. The superintendent refuses to terminate her, so I guess it's on to step two of the process. But uh, a lot of their responses were obviously rehearsed and programmed. It wasn't heartfelt. The circle of trust has been broken. They know they've been outed, and we'll go from here. I did mention your name, by the way, Rob Kendall. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Love your show. Let's keep up the fight. Bye. I can't tell you the joy it brings me that some guy got up at a Plainfield school board meeting and said, Rob Kendall sent me. <laughs> I wonder how that went over. Well, it was a scripted response. <laughs> He said they had 150 people. I wonder what the usual crowd is. I guarantee it is not 150, nor probably one-tenth of 150, and that's awesome. Yeah. But here's the thing. You got to do it every month. You got to hold these people accountable because they're banking on you, and I'm telling you this from experience, they're banking on you running out of steam. You'll run out of steam before they do, and the fact that they're not firing this woman who is on tape I mean, again, she you white privilege walk or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, there's no misinterpreting what she said, but they are standing behind her, which shows that's what they want. If they'd come out and said, which all my years out there being a part of Plainfield and various sporting broadcasts, et cetera, I would have thought they would have said. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe this person is in our midst. She doesn't represent us. She's out of here. And anybody that we've caught collaborating with her, you're out of here. But they're clearly standing behind this woman, which means that's what they want. She's on tape. There's no misinterpreting. There's no manipulation. That's what they want. Yeah, they agree with her. And isn't leave of absence the trendy thing to do right (laughs) now? She's not even being put on leave of absence. Yeah. All right, uh, Kev, what's next? Hey, Robin Casey. Love you guys. Love the show. Um, as to the point that you were making earlier today about them not selling cold beverages or trying to stop that, um, in the 10 years I've, since I've lived in Indiana, the price for a 12-pack has gone up from seven ninety nine 
to seventeen, well, sixteen ninety nine, so seventeen dollars. But if you buy actually buy cold beer from the package store around where I live in Anderson, they actually charge you an extra dollar for buying cold beer instead of beer off the floor. I had no idea. So we had Nikki Kelly on yesterday, Mm -hmm. and she has written a very lovely editorial over at Indiana Capital Chronicle, which you can read, about this law that would strip stores' ability to sell cold liquor and allocate that, in addition to the cold beer sales, to the liquor stores. Mm -hmm. And the liquor lobby is one of the most powerful lobby groups in the entire state of Indiana. Our liquor laws are completely ridiculous and totally anti-freedom and liberty and this guy's right most liquor is more expensive at the liquor store and that sucks that our lawmakers are tipping the scale in one way or another because of some favored special interest group and the amount of dollars and favors those people roll out yeah how long did it take to change the law about beer and wine and liquor sales on Sunday here in this Oh, state. well, and of course, they uh, they made it 12 to 8, Casey, because you know, if you drink, if you buy a cold beer at 8.30, you turn into a pumpkin. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's all it's all, but it's your government in action, right? It's your government in action where they're tipping the scales in a ridiculous, brazen fashion in favor of one group over another based on the, and I'll do the air quotes here, influence that they have at the state house. Yeah. All right, one more, and then we'll talk about this act of government accountability. Uh, Somebody was very upset yesterday that I had the audacity to talk about how people like John Dingell, who was eight gajillion years old, serving in the U.S. US House, who had been there for 60 years, that I had the audacity to say, at some point, you are too old, you've been here too long, go home. Multiple people were very upset Mm. at my apparent, I guess, what is being interpreted as an attack on the senior citizens. Yeah. Uh, And here's one. Hey, good morning, Rob and Casey. Especially Rob, I'm going to address this. You talked this morning, Monday morning, about the people over 70 years old. Be careful there. Some of your demographics are 70 years old and older. I'm 71 myself. And as for our capabilities and all that, A, we don't have any grandchildren because of the society the way it is. Our kids are not producing any yet, or for that matter, even gotten married. Uh, The number two thing is the fact that uh, we're not quite as bright as we should be at that age, and we should be out going out and playing golf. I don't remember the last time I played putt-putt, so I'll give you the answer. Uh, the The additional thing on this is we are capable, our minds still work, and let me remind you of something, Rob. We've been through history. I sat in the house and listened to Kennedy speak to the Night of the Bay of the Pigs invasion. I remember Sputnik. I remember the tragedy in 1963. And it goes on and on. And we've lived this history. We understand this history. And we've seen the mistakes that people have made over the years. You would have thought that I said that people of a certain age have no value to society whatsoever and should all just be put in institutions and homes. Uh, One woman emailed me, was invoking my deceased grandparents. You know what I told her? My grandparents, when they were alive, who were this age, did not want people their age serving. Nobody said that old people don't have value to society. Nobody said that they are not an integral part of telling us the past, so we better understand the future. What we have said, Casey, is that at a certain point, if you have been here in public office for a certain time, 
which the overwhelming majority of people who are over 70 didn't just wake up at 72 and go, hey, I'm going to run for U.S. Senate. They've been in public office for decades. Mm -hmm. You have been there long enough. That is in no way a commentary on senior citizens or their role in society or their impact in society. What we are saying is if you have been somewhere for 30 years and you have not fixed the thing, Time up. Move on. Even Joe Biden himself has said that older people should not serve. Do you want me to prove it to you? Yes, please. Okay, Kevin, I'm going to ask you to find that classic Fire Up the Wayback Machine. It's a radio ad run by Joe Biden's campaign in 1972, suggesting that his 63-year-old opponent was too old to serve. In Kale Boggs' day, when Stalin ruled, Americans had visions of Russian soldiers in our streets. In Joe Biden's day, Americans have visions of American criminals in our streets. Joe Biden, he understands what's happening today. 1972 is when he aired that. This is my point. I mean, again, it is amazing for you to make a, just a, what should be a common sense observation. That if you have been somewhere for decades and you have not solved the issue, you have had ample opportunity to solve the issue, and it is time to give someone else a chance. Why that would be a controversial statement? It is in no way an indictment on the role that older people or senior citizens play in our society, but it's no different than the conversation about entitlement reform. Anytime you try to make a just a statement that should be obvious to every single person there's a group of people you have offended me so dude's dad is celebrating a birthday this friday he's going to be 84 years old good for him he's a navy veteran served full 20 years one of the smartest men i know i mean he's like a a a master of all he's a walking encyclopedia he's the perfect age to declare his candidacy for the united states senate casey No, he's not. And he would say that himself. (laughs) He would say that. I mean, like, just because you're knowledgeable and you know history doesn't mean you're up for the task. Uh, All right. Let's take a break. Hammer's going to join us. I got to tell you all about this great act of government accountability. Uh, It was just so wonderful. And I know Hammer will, will get joy in this as well. So I want to include him in the process. So we'll talk about that when we come back. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 1048, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Well, he was the top pick to replace Tucker Carlson, but AOC wants to deplatform him, so we're just going to keep you right here, Hammer. I love that she's doing a victory lap on deplatforming. Like she's just telling you right there, hey, we're all about censorship and people are digging it. Like they're radical lunatics that are like, yes, you preach it, AOC. If we don't like a voice, you need to censor the bejesus out of it. Isn't it weird how, and look, the public education system has done an incredible job of making people stupid and totally unaware of of, of history. (laughs) And and, I mean, there's a whole generation of people now who are now adults and are making decisions for others who don't have any concept of the absolute 
danger you're putting society in by saying people should just be erased from essentially from existence. It wasn't that long ago. It really wasn't where Republicans and Democrats would get together and play pickup basketball games, you know, under the Reagan and early portions of the Bush administration, the senior Bush. Could you imagine those guys playing ball together now, talking shop or going out and having drinks at a bar together now? I mean, if you're Chuck Schumer, you can't be seen with Mitch McConnell. And if you're Jim Banks, you can't be seen with AOC. Like, this is how far we've gotten. We went from, let's talk it out, let's have some drinks, let's play some ball, let's come up with a way that we can work together to, I don't like the talk show host, I hope he gets to platform um, real quick, uh, we got to talk about uh, some great government accountability that I know you'll thoroughly enjoy. But before we do, your boy had a big day yesterday. Yes, El Presidente, Chris <laughs> Hammer, the official intern of the Hammer and Nigel show, yes. officially signed his uh, letter to be on the bowling team at big the Earn. University of Indianapolis. Big Earn comes to you, Indy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy. He's played baseball his entire life, right? And still playing baseball. They got games tonight, games tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and I always thought that he'd probably if anything, would do baseball. And turns out it's bowling. Yeah. So And he got a signing, and mom was there, and... Family was there, and yeah. uh, the kids got multiple scholarships going, so... Nice. NIL. proud moment for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Brief cases of NIL money throw it, being thrown at the bowling program. So there is a company called Hammer, which does bowling stuff. <laughs> so if you're listening, and you're one of the marketing reps of the Hammer company... You got a guy? I happen to know a kid who... <laughs> Bowles, whose last name, can I do this, Rob? Yes. Is Hammer! Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, let's talk about last night for me. Um, Well, it was a good night. It was a rare night. It was a night of government accountability. Uh, and it involved, uh, well, members of the Brownsburg Community School Corporation walking out with their head hung low. So it was a win for everybody. I love last night. You know, we're at the signing. You know, we're feeling good. Mm-hmm. And then I get a random text from Rob Kendall, and it just says, I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the text you got, huh? I still got it. Um, yeah, you know, there's few things that bring me the amount of joy in life of watching the Brownsburg Community <laughs> School Corporation fail after a, a, a entering a public meeting based on uh, arrogance and underestimating the competition so they're planning on they're going to do this big construction project near where i live and they're doing the equivalent of just taking a giant dump on everyone who <laughs> lives on my street and their plan is so that it'll be more convenient for the school they're going to dump a ton of new traffic onto our street they admitted in the meeting, so we had to go in front of the planning commission because they have to get permission from the town. And they kind of jumped the gun, right? They were trying to get things done before other procedural stuff. They're already starting on the new practice football field that's going to make this all possible. They started laying lines down, and it said, <laughs> well, this looks like a job for me to, to pee in their Cheerios. <laughs> and so they go to this meeting last night to get permission from the town, and they admitted in this meeting, yeah, we've been planning this for eight years. Eight years. And we bought these properties that we're going to tear down to do this a year and a half ago. And yeah. And now we're going to take public comment. Yeah, we, we, we didn't tell anybody because, well, we're the school system. And we know you planning commission people are just going to do whatever we tell you to do. And to the credit of those people on the planning commission, they <laughs> said, no dice tonight, sister. Mm-hmm. And you were the ringleader yeah, of Yeah, it was great. This. It was like out of the movie Hoosiers. I got up there and spoke and I said, I don't know if it's going to you know, make any change or not, but I'm going to start playing ball again. And I spoke and the people, there was a room full of people and they were clapping and cheering and it was 
great. So they tabled it, yeah. huh? Nothing yeah. happened in the meeting. They, they said, you haven't given these people the answers they deserve. And hey. you villains don't come back here until you give the people their answers. Now, I have a theory about why this went your way, Rob yes. Kendall. It was because you were wearing the jacket and the dress shirt from earlier That's in the true. day. You looked the part. You looked nice. And people respected that. Well, and I was. I and will you get, didn't smell. And you. <laughs> by the way, you'll love this. Some la- The lady who sat next to me, she's a big listener and one of our neighbors, she comes up and goes, hey, I just wanted to let you know you smell fine. <laughs> <laughs> and so so credit to the planning commission, right? Because normally in our town, <laughs> town government rolls over and plays dead for whatever the school wants. And these six people stood up there and said, you're going to screw these people. And there's a bunch of information we don't have. And get out of here until you get the people the information. Watching you go back and do that at the Brownsburg meeting last night reminded me of when Joe Montana was with the Chiefs <laughs> and he had that two minute drive that took them down on Monday Night Football and everybody was like he still got it he still got it Dan Deardorff from the broadcast take me now I've seen everything yeah you, you know still and, got it and that guy from the school and boy I'd hate to and I know the school doesn't care because it's not their money, so they don't matter. The amount of money they wasted on that terrible attorney that was there last night who didn't have answers to anything, and then seeing that school administrator walk out with his head hanging low. Defeat and feet on their face. I just wanted to point at him like Nelson Muntz on The Simpsons and go, ha! <laughs> so they came to that meeting unprepared then. No, because they don't care, Casey, because they were, their goal was to take a giant dump on the people who live on my street and go, somebody else ought to clean that up because we're the school and we don't care about you at all and we get whatever we want whenever we want. They and didn't again, anticipate you that, being but there. But it's ultimately the people on that commission who stood up there last night and everyone should pat those people on the back and <laughs> applaud them because they were for the people. It was an off-the-rails road show oh, last night. Oh, it was great. Great. It was so awesome. Yeah, good government. An off-the-rails go. tour stop. Brownsburg Planning Commission. What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, we're going to give away Grand Prix tickets. Nice. Uh, we're going to play a game called One at the Track or Addicted to Crack. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey <laughs> on 93 WIBC.